0: like to apologize
1: but not really
0: <laughs> how's everyone doing hey jen hey no. it's a thursday night and we're all crossed out
1: everybody's aboard the toxic gossip train
0: <laughs> it's ukulele night here i All cross that
1: <laughs> because you know Whenever you need to say something, say it with a ukulele.
0: Yeah. It, you know, out of all the instruments, I think Mozart called it the apology instrument.
1: I mean, truly, yes. if you really want to project gravitas and seriousness, you bust out the ukulele. <laughs> Everybody knows this.
0: It is. Yes. It, it, it's, like, uh, it's like if you want to uh, look as cool as playing a guitar, but you also want to look like a giant.
1: And you also just want to play something in incredibly unserious instrument that everybody's just like, oh, yeah, well, I
0: think it's I think it's part of her thing. I think she plays it a lot. Well, like, yeah, but
1: part... I mean, switch it up this time. You yeah. Know?
0: But uh, wow. If you don't know what we're talking about,
1: <laughs> explain to the people because this is like niche online drama, but also just extremely cringe and kind of indicative of a lot of things that go on in social media writ large
0: yes so there's a couple of things to discuss here one is colleen ballinger herself and the other is the topic of youtuber apologies in general and the history of some incredibly awful youtube apologies if you're not into the youtuber culture or sphere uh you can probably think of uh, similar cases from the world of like me tooing two very famous ones one is kevin spacey who Decided that the best way to apologize for his actions was to to announce that he was gay. Right. Uh, Another fave of mine that I told Jen about where Iron Chef Mario Batali got canceled for being toxic. His apology was a recipe.
1: <laughs> Here's how you formulate
0: an apology of formaggio. Yes. When I'm when I'm reducing a sous chef to tears, I always like to wind down later with some uh, beef a la... <laughs>
1: it goes down better with a wine reduction. Yes. It's
0: very salty, much like their tears. <laughs> after i abuse them. Anyway, YouTube has had some really epically bad... Uh, you know, like bad apologies, and I, I think it's almost w- sort of widely accepted that the the, the best slash worst one was fairly recently a TikToker named Sienna May, who got canceled for abusing her boyfriend, I think even sexually. And decided that the best apology video was to do an interpretive dance. (laughs) And it's a video of her doing an interpretive dance. I'm sure JD is going to find it and put it in the thing. It was at the time. It was a big funny meme. There you go. Mario Batali's cinnamon roll recipe apology. (laughs) Well, actually, you
1: know, in in the opposite of a ukulele, if you want to apologize to somebody, giving them a cinnamon roll is actually a fairly decent idea. You're not even
0: giving it to them. Give a man a cinnamon roll and he'll forgive you once. Teach them how to make a cinnamon roll and (laughs) he'll forgive you forever, a lifetime of being an asshole.
1: I'm pretty sure if I just brought you a cinnamon roll every day, I could just act how the hell ever and you'd probably be okay with this. Um, But
0: you brought the cinnamon roll, so. Yes. So that's on, on YouTuber apologies that are, um, uh, cringe and well, like the, the, unself-aware,
1: Right. Like the most, the, the, the bar that existed before this one was the Logan Paul apology for the suicide force. Sure. Video. Sure.
0: There was also recently, we spoke about atriox apology for looking at deep fake porn of women that he was professionally involved with. Right. Girlfriends of his good friends and such. And it was very, very cringe. Um. Yeah, Uh, there you go, JVG. That's Atrioc, and his apology video was like his wife was in it, crying in the background. I was
1: about to say another another classic of the genre: use your spouse slash significant other as a prop in your apology. Oh, dog!
0: Dog is a big thing. There was one of one of the people in Phase Clan, which is an esports organization, who got nabbed for. Uh, pushing some kind of c- crypto scam or oh, something like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Save the children coin or whatever. One of those guys uh, did a whole apology video holding his dog. Just just amazing. By the way, Logan Paul and also other people will often post their apology video on their like third vlog channel. Because, you know, a lot of these big YouTubers, they have more than one channel. Right. And like they'll go to their least followed. Sometimes it's still lots of people, you know, more than you and I might right. ever see. Yeah, there but we go. But it's not the
1: main channel. It's...
0: Super Seven knows about the second channel thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Log- that's where Logan Paul also went recently after his fucking crypto game thing. Uh, yeah, that the... another
1: cringe apology. Yeah, not as, I mean, not as bad as like you know showing somebody a dead body in the suicide forest, but pretty high up there. If
0: that thing even wasn't a scam, which I kind of doubt that it wasn't. I still think it was that was fake. But, oh, no, uh, absolutely. But um. Anyway,
1: I think he finally actually admitted to it. Yeah, maybe who knows? Uh,
0: anyway, uh, oh, zoo was it? Zoo coin was that the thing he was talking about? Crypto zoo, crypto zoo was that Logan Paul's thing? I yeah, can't I remember. Like,
1: yeah, I feel like this was one of like Coffeezilla's jams.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. He went after Coffeezilla for that too. Coffeezilla still very much in business. He when he fought on the he fought with Jordan Belfort this week, the guy <laughs> from Wolf of Wall Street. Yes. Um, there was a woman who apologized for forcing his kid to cry on camera while their dog was at the vet on with parvo virus. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm sure remember. like there's like a lot of like yeah, fam- parent tubers who are just disgusting. Which Colleen Ballinger is arguably one of because I I saw a video from someone who used to kind of like her but stopped following her when all of her videos became about documenting every waking second of her kids, which again is dystopian and creepy.
1: Right, like we've talked about that privately, like the idea of like, you know, if if like we not like we together, but we individually <laughs> had kids, like because I mean we're both like pretty online and like, but we both kind of draw that line of being like, eh, maybe not the kids. That's
0: the thing that people don't understand with people like us. So we're very online, but we compartmentalize. You just don't realize that you think, oh, this person talks a lot about their life, so I know everything about their life. There is areas, entire areas of both of our lives that we just don't. Because we don't feel the need to. That's the we like. I think that's the difference, by the way, between people who are extremely online and people who are extremely online in a really unhealthy way. Is that they don't see the value of not tweeting about something. Like I don't take pictures of my food, for example, as force a habit. If I get a dish and it is like w- weird or interesting, I got served the dish inside a bell glass bell full of smoke and they removed it and the smoke all billowed or whatever man just subtweeted me and I'm sitting right no 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 hold on no that's I wasn't saying that as it was a bad (laughs) thing I have lots of friends who do that I'm just saying like I you'd think someone like me who takes pictures (laughs) of everything and who tweets everything would be like oh I'm eating at a nice place I'll take pictures of my food but it like doesn't occur to me till later like someone would be like oh shit we should have taken pictures of that dish and I'm like oh yeah I guess so I'm just saying like some people don't have any uh any of that like everything is content yeah everything is content which this is i must
1: say brings it back to colleen ballinger yes not having any kind of boundaries and like thinking everything is content yes
0: very correct thank you jd we're going to get to june and we're also going to talk superman and other things um colleen ballinger Uh, very, very big YouTuber, millions and millions and millions of followers across several channels. She's been at it for a long time. She's in her mid-30s. I think she's been on YouTube for well over 10 years. Uh, She has this uh, character called Miranda Sings. That's her big viral Mm -hmm. thing that people like. It's some kind of weird character that I find obnoxious and unfunny, but whatever. Clearly, many millions of people do not, and she does. <laughs> Maybe
1: they're all hate watching. We don't know. And she but.
0: tours. She does live shows as Miranda, and also she's like a like a life like a lifestyle vlogger. vlogger. Yeah,
1: the second channel is you know the daily vlogs,
0: right? It, and and that's where she posted the apology video. By the way, um, but um, uh so. She got in some trouble. This is starting a few years ago at this point. A couple of different things happened. There was some ex social media manager of hers that was underage, and that there was some in inap- a. The, the gist of it was she developed weird parasocial relationships with fans of hers that were minors. And said a lot of stuff to them that was creepy, a lot of people call it grooming. We'll talk about that in a second about whether or not that's grooming or what actually is grooming when somebody says you're a groomer, what does that actually mean um other than someone who you know cuts a dog's hair <laughs> <laughs> you groomer <laughs> um and uh um like the the out the allegations are, like I said, like re- related to inappropriate things that she said to underage fans of hers mm-hmm. that she now says was the result of her be having like few boundaries and being a weirdo. She, in her apology song, frequently refers herself to a loser. She says stuff about how she's like your creepy aunt that wants to know all the gossip at the family and you're like, ugh, that's weird. Yeah. She, she, her, her, basically her, like I said, her, uh, her best defense that she p- put out was, I was just a weird loser. I'm not a groomer. I, you know, I just, I did some things and whatever. Uh, but the fucking ukulele.
1: God damn the ukulele. The
0: ukulele. You know what? We need to play a little of it. So you, sister, you give your, give your opening remarks while I, while I pop this up.
1: Okay. So like the, the thing about this situation, and I mean, we've talked about parasocial relationships both here and on all cross or yes, here on all crossed out, which is where we're at right now. Cause I don't know what day it is anymore. And also on ambitious crossover attempt, but this also shows that like the parasocial relationship thing can kind of cut both ways because this is not something like this isn't the first time that, you know, a, a content creator, be it, you know, youtube twitch twitter whatever has been caught up in one of these situations where it's been found that they were basically like creeping on their underage fans and of course that i mean creeping on underage people is creeping on underage people like i don't care like how friendly you want to be like you know in your brain when you're an adult that like you don't say certain things to minors and you don't approach people certain ways and like you should know just writ large, you don't speak to your fan base in a certain way. Like you don't like, don't solicit your fans. Don't try to like create a relationship with a fan to where it's like, Oh, if you know, we're at the same con together or something, you know, we should, you know, see each other. I'm using air quotes here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Don't
1: do that. Yeah. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how old they are. Don't do that. Just don't. It's yeah. just, it. It does not end well. Don't do it. I've 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 tried to explain this to several people in my life that like don't fuck your fans and because it never ends well.
0: Right now, now it, it, it this wasn't what that was. Right, she was so. Let's get back to groomer for a second. Twitter uh, discourse has totally shitted up what accusing someone of grooming actually means. True. And uh, do I think Colleen Ballinger is a groomer? No. Do I think that it's fair to want her to address those things because what grooming actually looks like, if you look at, like, the prosecution of people who groom or whatever, you look into the, you know, the whatever, the online literature about uh, adults and, you know, child abuse or whatever, it's, this is exactly how it starts. So what's your favorite sexual position, you know? Or are you a virgin? Like to ask in kind of a fun, mm-hmm. playful way, there's a reality show called Undercover Underage that I was introduced to by Neonette uh, about this, a nonprofit yeah. that works with police to catch like oh, is this um, Chris Hansen's new show. So it's, it's mm-hmm. so, sort of I, a seat right over there. And mm-hmm. like one tactic that they show, cause they run a honey trap. Sometimes it's just like they, you know, they, they put the right, but so, right. so one of their decoys is talking to some guy and what they do is they say to him like, Oh, have you ever heard of the hundred questions game or whatever? And they're like, what is that? And you send them and they send them this meme. And the meme has like a hundred questions and you like send the number to the other person and they got to answer honestly. And like the first 50, totally uh, innocent questions.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, You know, like what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite color? What's your ideal boyfriend? And then the last 50, and especially towards the end, start to get very sexual. What's your favorite sexual position? So what you're doing is like you're giving them an opening to choose a sexually explicit question to ask or an innocent one and inevitably because they're dealing with people who want to have sex with children Mm -hmm. they inevitably just go there and so and the the problem is that's what an interaction like that reads like if you don't know anything about it it's like hey kids what's your favorite sexual position then you discover they're all you know underage and this one person is 30 (laughs) and so like you think you're talking to like some cute 14 year old girl and it's
1: actually like some fat, gravelly voice, 50 50-year-old man pretending to be a 14-year-old girl. Right.
0: So if you had to ask me my personal opinion as to whether or not Colleen Ballinger is a is a, trying to get kids to have sex with her, I, I think the answer is no, but considering how it looks, I think it's perfectly valid for you to not have a conniption fucking fit because people are like, hey, this kind of sounds like what groomers do, right? Right. How you know, then you can, like I said, she could have said everything she said in that video and you could take it or leave it because she, a lot of it was not apologizing. A lot of it was saying, you know, cancel culture is coming to get me basically.
1: And casting a lot of blame on the people who brought it to light in the first place by saying that they're either like lying or embellishing and like all these people have receipts. So I don't even know why anybody in 2023 tries to play off like some shit didn't happen when like you know everybody's got screenshots of the conversation but
0: and that's also like her her defensive self is very scattershot shot because it's, some of it is like wow this is all rumors and you're doing this for cloud and whatever but then she goes on to like explain why she did the things,
1: kind of like de facto admit that like okay you you had these conversations and they probably crossed lines mm-hmm. and while you are trying to defend yourself by saying oh i was just like some kind of like Dumb creepy loser person like you're admitting that these conversations took
0: place and look if you're ultimately if your point is people like the 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 mob mentality is that people uh, like in their anger blow something out of proportion then fucking you're a you're a fucking vlogger like you're not because she's acting like oh, I'm a theater kid, I don't know how to express myself, so I'll do a song fuck that you're a lifestyle right. vlogger there's thousands of hours of you talking eloquently to camera you know how to do this. If you were sincere, I think that secretly she's fully angry. She doesn't think she did anything particularly wrong. She thinks – she. I think her – I think the only sort of sincere part about that is when she was like, I was just a loser. I was just a weird loser. But – the, she's like, how dare they like fuck them for judging me for just being a weirdo. I that's what I told them. I was just being a weirdo. That's it. Forget about it. Move on. Right. And so, but it, again, if she had just sat there in front of the camera and said, this said, look, I used to be a weirdo who engaged in uh, parasocial relationships with my fans because f- fame was something new and exciting. And I, you know, I wasn't, you know, I did not consider uh, that, that sort of, uh, power disparity that now I, you know, with years of experience, I know, and, but that doesn't mean the internet gets to go ahead and say that I'm grooming children for sex. That's disgusting. And there's nothing to indicate that beyond the fact that, you know, I had, uh, uh, inappropriate interactions, interactions with them that I am telling you now in retrospect, I feel terrible about, but we're just cringe and, me not knowing the responsibility of having that kind of position there, there you go there you have it hire me colleen i would have told you <laughs> to not post that fucking ukulele video
1: well apparently her people told her not to post it either but she decided well they didn't tell me i couldn't sing
0: it that was strong that's like fucking air Bud rules <laughs> oh there's nothing in the laws that says a dog can't play basketball
1: my team said i shouldn't say this but they didn't say i couldn't <clears it? throat>
0: excuse the me. Uh, yes. the ukulele? Like, excuse me, Your Honor, but um, does uh, does defamation include a ukulele? <clears throat> you got to like. She's like rifling through the law book. Does, <laughs> does <it laughs> Case dismissed. I didn't say <laughs> it.
1: I sung it. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. I used the ukulele. I put it to music. Did you hear it?
0: Before I render my decision, does the defendant have anything she'd like to say to her for herself? Can, can can I can I sing? Out comes to ukulele.
1: <laughs> she's not waiting for she, she's not waiting to be asked. She's busting that sucker out from behind the seat. I brought she's my, got the pick in her hand already. I brought my accordion,
0: Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> they told
1: me I couldn't bring stringed instruments into the courtroom, so I went ahead and recorded some backing music. <laughs> Let Hit me it. cue it up.
0: <laughs> the court bailiff is like <laughs> flashing the lights on and off. <laughs> um, okay, let's listen to a little bit of it. Okay, just a little. Just so it, you
1: can get the full cringe. Because
0: sure. it, it is 10 minutes long. Right, it's fucking. You
1: don't need to listen to It's
0: all too well Taylor's version length. <laughs> except
1: like, except Taylor actually had a decent point. <laughs> okay,
0: so she's she's just not doing anything. She's reaching out a camera. The Here Laila. comes to you. Okay, now she looks directly at the camera. There's like a big like pause. Did ya a lot of people are saying some things about me that are quite true? Aren't they? It's a matter of it's true though. Just as long as it's entertaining Oh, it is calling. This is highly entertaining.
1: You You're making it All entertaining. The
0: toxic train. Take him out, folks. Take those lighters out. Toot, toot. I th- I I think I uh, I think I uh, I think some creep tried to assault me in the restroom of Manipulation Station once.
1: Well, why were you even there? <laughs> you shouldn't I was, have gotten aboard the Toxic Gossip train. That's true. I mean, stupid. I was I was
0: I, there was I was <laughs> trying. Where did you
1: think it was going to end?
0: I was trying to get tickets on the Toxic Gossip Acela, but it was booked solid. Oh, so God. it doesn't stop at Manipulation Station. It goes straight to New York. Right. I mean, D- DC
1: problems. <laughs> DC problems.
0: Anyway, she does a lot of like – and then she also kind of has the audacity of like having a moment where it looks like she is going to talk about it and she goes like, oh, oh you don't care? Oh, OK. And then goes into a whole thing about, of course, you don't care about taking accountability because that's not good for your cloud. And it's like, wait, who said anything? You're talking to yourself. You're filming a video alone in your room, right. ma'am.
1: And the best part about it is she talks about like, oh, I used to overshare, but I don't do that anymore. I'm like, ma'am, you are doing that right now. You and your ukulele are oversharing right now. It on is. YouTube.
0: It is. Uh, it is sad, I think. That um, there was no one around her to be like, you you really, you should not Well, it
1: sounds like some, there were. Like she says, point blank, that her people told her not to do this and she did it anyway. Yes, but maybe
0: have someone in your life that you care enough to not mock their concern for you in the the fucking, in the thing you're doing against their better judgment.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing. And this isn't necessarily like a follower count thing, but kind of like a, a years in the game thing like i think once you kind of get in like that content creator mindset and you kind of get into that sort of idea that like y- the entirety of your life is content like you don't know how to process things outside of that like you don't know how to just like handle situations in your life like a normal human being instead of like making a video about it like you can just You could just apologize to people in private, like you can have a private life, but like, like again, when you got people that have like two or three different channels that they're making content for, and like you've literally made your entire life content, like you don't know how to like do things privately. Like it's like, it it becomes this weird thing where I think it kind of warps you a bit.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, she, again, she has done an apology, a proper apology video, but by proper, I mean, it's a video of her crying <laughs> and saying, <laughs> sorry, but um, she, uh, it, there's just something about this video that reeks of like content of like the idea that you're right. so content production oriented that even like a, the, like uh, 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 something that's both really bad for your personal image and very bad for your brand is seen as a fodder for content. Like somebody said, why is this over 10 minutes long? Did she do it so she, It's because, you know, video is under 10 mm-hmm. minutes. You can't put mid-roll ads on. Yep. yep imagine yeah. imagine sitting through a commercial to watch the second half of that horse shit. <laughs> like
1: it's, it's also a situation where like, okay, like, like she points out like, okay, I haven't really been here for a while. Like I, I, when when you do YouTube for a living, like, That does factor into your decisions like, oh, I haven't made a video in a while. I have to make a video because this is how I pay my rent. (laughs) So you have to, like, turn things into content. Like, I don't, like, there's a part of me that's like, okay, I think that would be, like, kind of a cool, like, life. But if, if, like, we could just do this and, like, make money and actually pay our rent and stuff. But, like, the extent that people have to go to, I'm just like, okay, no, I'm actually not comfortable with that never mind
0: no that that <laughs> realm the vlogger realm of I'm content like, creation no nah. no no nope, nope.
1: Plus, my life is just not that interesting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's
1: but, that, it be- if I filmed my day, you would watch me like sit in front of a computer for eight hours answering financial questions. Yes, but if you make a go li- to giant.
0: if so, you make a living doing YouTube, that life presents opportunities to do things that are worth but, filming.
1: But even like if I didn't have my day job and I was like, okay, I have to like you know, I get up and like my job is you know content creation and like now I have to go film a video like. Like, I don't know, like, what, I don't do things that are all that particularly fascinating. I
0: ate in every Korean barbecue place in Annandale in the same day. There's your video. Uh, I'll, I'll be I mean, your producer. We're gonna launch. Jen, we're gonna launch a okay, DC-oriented um, mukbang channel starring okay, so, Jen Monroe. Right.
1: So this was this suggestion was less me having a channel than no I'm wanting an excuse to eat Korean barbecue all day. That's what that was right there. I
0: bought you a bowling ball that says Homer on it for your birthday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, Jen. I have an awesome idea of a channel for you. Hear me out. We're going to go to all of my favorite places to eat and we're going to film you. Well, fine.
0: It can be whatever <laughs> Japanese pastry place you're going to go to. That's fine. Muck bombs.
1: <laughs> well, that's Well, I can't eat that much in one sitting either. I just, I don't, I like, it, it's going to be me eating like two croissants mm. and that's going to be it. And everybody's <laughs> going to be just like, wow, that was really stupid. <laughs> She ate two croissants. Um, I, I did not get off on that.
0: Yeah. But anyway, the the, the very content-y nature of this video, I think, is a, a thing that rubbed people the wrong way. Look, it was like trending on Twitter and stuff. And yeah, like I said, n- nobody in her life clearly has the kind of like influence over her where she, they could say to her, like, this really is not a good idea. And I understand you have all these feelings or whatever, but you need to understand like and, and the proof's in the pudding, right? How many people think this is great? Clearly nowhere Nobody. near as many as – look, the video has lots of likes. She has a lot of loving replies because some people, all they want is to love someone. And the second that person gives them the slightest excuse to keep loving them, they'll just do it, right? Uh, <clears throat> I I made a mistake, but I, I apologized. No, that's it. <laughs> I
1: didn't – they weren't – they weren't classified documents. It was just bravado. I was just waving around papers yeah. that oh, came did, out of my
0: boxes. Did you see that the aide that was on that recording, I think? She now works oh, for the, like a Chinese lobbying firm. So <laughs> that worked out Christ. that worked out great. Oh God. Um speaking yeah, by okay. the way, we're not we're not gonna talk about SCOTUS.
1: You you don't wanna talk about the, the... But well, we can, I mean, we can keep that for Sunday, though, because there's some other SCOTUS rulings yes. that are worth talking about. Yes,
0: and by then we will also probably get the rest three three creative. There's like there's a there's a case that has implications for the social media cases in Florida and Texas, I believe. Right. Uh, yes. Yeah, we'll do that. Cases we'll do that
1: touched on gerrymandering and especially the big the big decision that came down today, which is that SCOTUS ruled that. Using race as an admission criteria in universities is unconstitutional, which I mean, yes. and, and An opinion we, held
0: by about 80% of the American public.
1: By almost literally everybody, including model minorities like Asians and
0: Jews. <laughs> but also like most of them, most of the, most Democrats are, are against it and stuff. You wouldn't know that listening to their representatives.
1: Yeah. Joe Biden is just, well, joe biden I, joe biden doesn't run joe biden's twitter account whoever runs his twitter account has been on a tear about this today but like this is this is just so sad it's a horrible day for america like no it's really not like um admissions should be blind and i actually i tweeted about this like this whole thing reminded me of that scene in across the spider-verse where they're doing Miles's college admissions essay?
0: Oh yes, yes. Where she's like, "I." There's y- a
1: fantastic scene in that movie that just skewers the whole entire college admissions essay process because they're, they're talking because they're with his his mom and his dad and they're there with his high school counselor and they're you know doing the prep work and stuff and she's basically like, "Oh, it's there. We go. There's the angle. Yeah. He's he's a impoverished child of immigrants and his mom's like." um i'm puerto rican that's part of america <laughs> it just has like uh we are a brown center in brooklyn we doing all right <laughs> but yeah basically like the idea that the portrayal of like brown kids like that is like it, it i i have a lot to say about that because if you like if that's what you're like your automatic assumption to look at somebody like miles morales and be like oh impoverished immigrant kid like um no not immigrant pretty sure dad's pulling like six figures like i i don't think he's what you think he is
0: yeah no he I, I and i i find this sort of a fascinating aspect of miles morales's character in general is he's half hispanic and half black his dad is a cop right he does not he's not a lazy that and, and and like i i keep saying this like when people say like oh st- we we'll go woe, we'll go broke diverse people like spider versus the wokest movie ever but it's like yes because people who say that don't mean it. What they mean is like they hate when it's obnoxious. They hate when like the 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 like because you know when a movie is about to come out and all anyone in the interviews can talk about the director, the actors is like, well, people are gonna be mad at the the powerful woman in this one. Oh, people are gonna be oh the racist. I can already hear the the man babies getting ready with the racism. Spider Verse wasn't about that at all. No. They were all like, "This movie's great. It's amazing. It's a it's a love letter to Spider Man, and it's we went all out with the animation and stuff like that." And yeah, later when you watch it, you're like, "Yes, this movie is checks all the quote unquote woke boxes that they exist, including yes, I think the Gwen Stacy scene everybody talks about is." meant to hint at a trans allegory i don't think she is trans but i do think that the story of spider-man is very applicable to trans kids or gay kids or anybody who's like has some kind of uh, identity that they don't share around even if it's like it can be something really minor like i don't know i used to i used to get dms from people who said to me like you're an adult and you you're not ashamed of the fact that you watch anime, how do I do that? I can't. I don't tell anyone around me that you I just, watch anime because I'm ashamed of it or whatever. You just do it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I guess my answer back then was like, I just, I, you know, I defend it the same way I defend anything I like—a movie, a show, yeah. a sport, or whatever, a book. Like, if somebody trashes me for it, I just come back with explaining why it's good. I don't know. But uh, but it, I that's I think that's that's why Spider Man is like the most relatable of all superheroes because he is everyone, which that movie is kind of about. anyway, we'll talk about the dumb takes about the affirmative action thing. Uh, AOC's tweet, Elizabeth Warren's tweet, everybody weighed in who probably shouldn't.
1: <laughs> Elizabeth Warren really needs to shut the fuck up on yeah, this one. Uh, yeah, yeah, and well, also I mean, we the, remember how you got into college.
0: Yes, and also the dumb the dumb notion that. Someone like Clarence Thomas, if he benefited from affirmative action, should therefore be in favor of it lasting forever. Even though, see, this is—I don't know the history of this really well, but like, yeah, like there was a—I believe that there was a like a slave-owning Supreme Court justice who, like, who what, grew up a slave owner, but then voted in a, like a landmark case, uh, you know, like a landmark mm. civil rights case. Right. Like, it's good. Like, that's good, right? The idea is you're supposed to. Uh, you're supposed to look at something uh, rationally, even if you benefited from it, and conclude that if it's bad, it should go right. I, I'm not saying that he did benefit from affirmative action. I'm saying that's what his right. critics are asserting. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll talk all about that. I think we can uh, let's uh, let's talk a little about Dune, and then we can also talk a little about but Superman, uh, which also ties like into uh, uh, Secret Invasion and how poorly it's doing and all that shit.
1: I still haven't watched episode two of Secret Invasion. I'm slacking.
0: Okay. Like, I, like I told you the other, like the only time I ever sit down and
1: watch TV is when I'm at your place. Mm-hmm. At my place, I don't like watch TV. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh, Justice Harlan was the slave owning justice who was also dis- the dissenting opinion in Plessy. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, it's Plessy be first. Thank you, guys. Um. I, uh, I, I mentioned these things because I pick up half the information, not the other half.
1: See, look at this. Like, if we can do this in real time and people fact check us, why can't Joe Rogan do this? It's
0: a good point. I Wait. mean, the problem is he has Wait. like 75 million people in his chat mm. and many of them probably like RFK or whatever. We, right. See, we have, we're all about quality, not quantity. I mean, we're aiming for quantity, but the, <laughs> the quality of what's going on right now is undeniable. So thank you very much for that. So it's, it's very helpful. I can feel much smarter being like, uh, what's it called? Chats? Chats? can you? Yes. Um, So, uh, Dune 2 trailer. Yay. Uh,
1: A more complete trailer than what we've gotten so far. I mean, obviously, I mean, I imagine a lot of the people that are interested in Dune writ large and Dune part two probably already know the plot line. But this, this, trailer was more like plot line specific to kind of fill people in like, okay, this is what's going to be happening in part two. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's pretty like, it's pretty self-explanatory. Like the first movie sets up everything that's going to happen in the second movie. Right. Paul is now going to go to the Fremen. We know that, um, like we know the, we even know his plan. His plan is he's going to marry or try to marry the daughter of Emperor Shaddam. Mm Mm-hmm. To – because the – see, I also know, like, some of the details in the book that they don't mention here that isn't a spoiler. But, like, the idea is that there is something called the Landsrad, which is almost like a parliament kind of of all of the noble houses because this is an empire. There's an emperor, right? right, sole ruler in theory. Correct. There's the landsrad which is like the, the Association of the High Houses. And then there's the Chome Corporation, which is the company where all the spice money comes from.
1: Where the spice must flow.
0: Now, the House Atreides was very popular among the Lanzarad, among the lords. And the, the mm-hmm. Lanzarad hates the emperor. And they're the only power that can essentially oppose him. And if they find out that he conspired with the Harkonnens to kill Leto Atreides, they would probably side with him. But he needs more power. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's what's gonna what's going to happen is that (laughs) i mean i'm not telling you how it's gonna end i'm just saying like the
1: i kind of like quasi has to be in hiding because i mean it's the it's best for paul if everybody just assumes he's dead yes everybody
0: (laughs) thinks that here it's the body that represents the great houses yeah whatever there's a lot of the dune universe has literally a lot. yes one of my favorite uh, fake Twitter names on Twitter is Chom Nomsky using this, <laughs> and it has like nice. a... Nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, right? The Chom is like the, the combined Hunnet over Advancer Mercantile. It's very funny.
1: This all sounds very Jewish, by the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Chom? Um, the Choms. Yeah. Anyway... Uh, uh, Denis Villeneuve, while talking about this movie, said that it was gonna be way more of an action movie, which tracks with the story mm-hmm. of the book because you're essentially watching two movies that are one book, and so you're gonna be mostly seeing the third act in this movie. It's not only it didn't stop exactly at the end of the second act, but
1: close enough. Yeah.
0: So a lot of it is just like the big pay the big payoff. Right. Um it and looks, it,
1: yeah. It looks like visually speaking, this movie's gonna slap. Uh-huh. Like it looks like it's going to look amazing. Like the shots in the trailer are gorgeous. Yeah. It's the trailer is actually not as music heavy as the other trailers have been. I mean, I'm sure the music is also going to be just absolutely amazing because
0: some of Zimmer's best.
1: Right. Work. I bet say it's Hans Zimmer. Like this is, this isn't going to
0: suck. So uh, a much bigger role for Zendaya in this movie, which mm-hmm. is a welcome thing. She's actually really good.
1: And we got some Christopher Walken. Yes.
0: Christopher. Christopher. Christopher.
1: The you, emperor. You
0: have a, you have a fever. fever. What, what do you need? <laughs> more. I need more spice.
1: The spice must flow. <laughs> we need more spice. I got a fever.
0: <laughs> I need more. <laughs> more spice. <laughs> um, Which
1: is kind of actually first position. Yeah. Kind of. But <laughs> yeah. And I gotta say
0: the cast for this movie really does kind of slap. Like they also have uh they also have um Florence Pew and mm-hmm. Leah Sidou. walking is like Churchill, you just have to have an impression of him, yes. Or Schwarzenegger, <laughs> right? Everybody needs a Schwarzenegger and a Walken.
1: Yeah, you, you, you gotta have one to just pull out because you're gonna need it at some point in your life.
0: Yeah. They used to be on Nicholson. Everybody used to do, hey, I'm Jack Nicholson, right? And, and, and by the way, the best way to know that an impression you're listening to is bad or the person doesn't know what they're doing is that the only thing they'll do is tell you the name. <laughs> you know, hi, I'm Donald Trump. You know, my Trump impression <laughs> is terrible, but at least I do material. <laughs> you you know who we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, right? If you have good material, if you then it, it can cover up an impression that is highly imperfect because all you got to do is kind of capture the mannerisms that so people will get you're doing Hoo-ah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess our new one for trump like you you've seen the clip going around where i I don't even know what the context was in which he's he's doing this, but he's like miming I don't know lifting weights, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. It's like, uh, uh. Uh, like bro what are you doing
0: so meme please
1: please stop doing that whatever you're doing (laughs) please
0: stop doing it
1: it's it's creepy
0: yeah so yeah anyway and and i do think that the 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 beauty of this this you know
1: another thing to talk about on sunday mm -hmm. the the weird slobbering over rfk jr's very very unimpressive workout regimen oh
0: sure sure and the the generally the idea that somebody who uh isn't flabby is she should trust more than a like a mm-hmm. credentialed doctor who is, you know, like not in good physical shape themselves. Like
1: I'm still tripping out over the fact that like this was filmed and put on Twitter and people like peeked out over it. Like, okay, so RFK Jr. is is doing like a set of push-ups. This man could not make it through a full set of ten without straining and dropping his knees, and I'm like I'm sorry, is this supposed to be impressive? Like, I can take you in a push-up competition. This is not impressive.
0: And and a lot of
1: people were pointing out, like, there was another video of him, like, doing incline presses. Where he was, like, actually still, like, up on the incline. Like, he wasn't flat on his back and he's doing the presses up. And everyone's like, yeah, you're on an incline. That's not...
0: Huh. That's not impressive, sir. Uh, Super Seven says I have no point of reference for if he's juicing or not. If I had to bet, I would say yes. Oh
1: yeah, I mean it's it's that's the the push up video is kind of what sold that idea for me because it's like clearly, okay, you you have. A certain level of muscle mass, but you did not get this through working out. Clearly, because you cannot even make it through a full set of pushups. No, I'd say
0: the ru- for yeah. the
1: cameras. The
0: rule of thumb is, if somebody seems unreasonably like fit for what they are, there's usually right. pharmacology involved. Not always, but like remember the Liver King. Remember that story with right. the Liver King, where. His whole thing was natural. I don't take steroids. I don't take steroids. I don't take steroids. And people who are in the know were like, "Ah, uh, yeah, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. Like, look, he wor- because he works out in ways that are non-optimal. He just does brutish, like carrying big chains, right? Like, which it's is not so- how
1: you work out. It's
0: and it's so targeted. and It's so weird. And his his dimensions are so weird. It's like you're not you're not getting that way.
1: You the, um, the biggest tell. Mm-hmm is when somebody is like really built in their upper body, but has nothing going on in the lower body. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. You're all you're doing all day is on a- You're
1: you're skipping leg day. You're not not working out if you're skipping leg day.
0: uh, Lack of taste says, the new rights fixation uh, of even lifting is really weird, given that they also hate people being happy in professional sports. Um, There's also, yeah, I, I read something about it a while ago. They called it, Someone in that kind of world calls it the Sun and Steel philosophy or doctrine or whatever.
1: Bronze Age pervert. Yeah. Oh,
0: Bronze Age pervert. Yeah. The idea is like, go touch grass. Sun and steel. That's such a fucking. That's so cringe. Um. But uh. But yeah. In my uh. In like there. Again, there are ways to become mega fucking Mm -hmm. jacked without steroids it just takes way longer and you need to be way more on the button but like uh the guy who exposed uh liver king his name is like uh plates uh something in plates uh like a fitness youtuber or whatever he was also saying like if i hear one more fucking mcu actor uh, answer the question, uh, more plates, more dates. Thank you. Super seven. Uh, if he say, said, like, if I ever hear another one of those MCU actors respond to the question of like, how'd you get so fit by saying like, oh, I ate lots of broccoli and, and mm-hmm. chicken, which that's, that's literally that's not yeah, how you get asked. No, that's literally mm-hmm. now the use. Of, if next time you hear somebody say lots of broccoli and chicken, that means they took steroids. Like, I think it's almost become an inside joke where you just say, I took lots and like Hugh Jackman said that about being, g- getting fit for Wolverine uh, uh K- Kumail Nanjiani, I think, even said that they all say, "Oh, I ate lots of broccoli, rice, and uh, r- broccoli and chicken, chicken and broccoli," which
1: is a fantastic way to lose weight, but that doesn't give you abs.
0: Now, if you eat, you, can, I, know <laughs> I wish you, yeah. it did.
1: I would have great abs if all it did, like if all I had to do was eat chicken and broccoli.
0: Yeah, well, now you can <laughs> protein bomb yourself, like. But like then, insanely, and then like go, but then you have to burn stuff. It, yeah. No, but I, like I'm saying, it. you, you can get, you can get buff by doing that, by working out a lot and eating enough chicken and broccoli to satisfy your calorie needs, but you're not doing it in four to five to six months. It's, that's not happening. Right. It's like you, and it's fun. That's the thing. The thing is, it's fucking fine. Steroids are fine. Drugs, uh, doctors prescribe them. They are like, there's when you take them, if you're not buying them in like the Dominican Republic, you're doing it with like very specific dosages under direct medical supervision. It's fucking fine. It's only not fine if you're in a professional sport that disallows use of that specific thing any more than corking your bat is or something like that. Right. An actor trying to get in good physical shape quickly for a movie. It's fine if you say, yes, I – it's just become so stigmatized to say steroids. So you just say, yeah, because – and now the euphemism is, you know, like they'll say like sports pharmacology or something like that.
1: Well, you also see uh, that now with like Ozempic and stuff like that where people want to kind of like shame people for taking Ozempic because like, oh, you didn't – You didn't put in the work. You didn't do it the hard way. And it's like, okay, fine. But also like the inverse of that is people like Kim Kardashian who were clearly taking Ozempic and wanting to be like, I lost 30 pounds in eight weeks by doing Pilates. No, you fucking didn't. That's not even, that's not even what Pilates does. Pilates is not for weight loss. Like, no, no, you're on something. Just like you're on something. Like, you're rich. It's clear that you've had like, you've you've probably spent more on plastic surgery than I'll ever earn in my life. What what is the difference between like admitting that you're on Ozempic? But again, it, there is that thing where people like, kind of have that stigma about like, oh, you you did it the quote unquote easy way.
0: And like, I think you it's, cheated. And I think it's unfortunate because. You are, uh, if you want to get into the idea of like being a bad role model, setting bad examples for your like young fans, especially with regards to like body image issues for young people. Yeah, you're basically you're selling them a a, a fake story of how they can better themselves and they can again. Doing lots of Pilates and only eating chicken and broccoli is, go- it'll, is good. It'll
1: get you there eventually.
0: It'll get you to a better place. Mm-hmm. It won't get you looking like them. And also a lot of them are lying and don't just do just that.
1: And quite frankly, you you need to do cardio. <laughs> and
0: if you're eating chicken and broccoli and doing some Pilates and you're not you know, you're not losing weight at the speed that you know that Kim Kardashian did because you see pictures of her in the paper all the time. Right you're going to feel like there's something wrong with you and you're, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to hurt your efforts to better yourself because you think that you're doing something wrong when in fact you're just being lied to.
1: Right. And this is something that's a little more freely discussed amongst women than it is amongst men, because again, social stigmas, but the idea that when celebrities present themselves in that way, and they just say like, Oh, I lost all this weight by doing like this, this normal thing. Like I just, I just ate clean and I did Pilates three times a week. And then you do that and it doesn't work the same way for you because you're not, you're missing part of the equation. That kind of leads into that sort of spiral where you develop like body dysmorphia and eating disorders and stuff like that, because you think like, okay, I'm just not doing it hard enough. I'm not doing it. And like, I'm not somewhere I'm just not doing enough. And then it just leads down this whole crazy ass path and it, it happens to men too. It's just not socially acceptable to talk about that. And
0: it is for me. It's This is a, something I feel very passionate mm-hmm. about and occasionally I'll go fully mm-hmm. off about it on Twitter uh, because you're right. The idea is this, this, the idea that men, that like media in our world doesn't create body image problems for men is fucking insane. It's insane. Everyone complaining about um, uh, media, the body images in media is talking about anime boobs. It's talking about whatever. N- meanwhile, next to them, it's always everybody. Every man in anime is fucking shredded for no reason. Nice. Everybody in every Hollywood movie is shredded for no reason. Like I said, Kumail Nanjiani took so many steroids. His head turned into like a Minecraft head. <laughs> it became square. Well. He, he looked like Ken Klippenstein. <laughs> <laughs> and he went on every talk show and he did Instagram stories about yeah. his abs and shit. And then you don't even see him with his shirt off in that fucking movie, right? He's right. always and, but, wearing some kind of big shirt that hides his things. So I'm saying like, even- And,
1: and even, even even, at that, I mean, and this is a situation where this was for like Marvel Eternals mm-hmm. where the studio gave him a nutritionist. They gave him a trainer. Like it was not needed for this role at all. But And even after all that, he said that that, that process- gave him like body dysmorphia issues because it that's, it's true. Like if you're working out and like, you're like, okay, I need more here. I need less there. It's like this, 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 and it's never like enough. It's you never get to that point where you're like, okay, I'm good. It's always, always something.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and so, and, and I, uh, I, or, or, you know how it's always like, uh, they'll say, oh, the Calvin Klein underwear uh, catalog this year is going to have a lot of real women in it, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like a double spread of men and women wearing underwear. The women are of all shapes and sizes, men all six feet, all shredded.
1: All jacked and with like huge dicks for some reason. I am still I, I still need someone to explain this to me. Why, why – if we're selling the men's underwear – to men, I'm assuming like what i would not, I don't understand the, the, the underwear packaging for men. I need someone to explain it. Yeah. To
0: me. But the, 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 point is like the, the, like, <laughs> well,
1: like in the way, like, okay, I understand like if I open up a Victoria's secrets catalog and like, i see a woman in like this like ridiculously engineered bra like i understand the idea is like okay if i buy this bra then my boobs will look like that sure if you buy the boxers you're not gonna all of a sudden be like shredded with like a huge dick
0: with a a giant cod (laughs) like i don't get this i mean it's fine i do i already have a huge dick that's not my concern my concern is the abs Well, i mean (laughs) you're halfway there i mean that's (laughs)
1: You've got the part that you can't well I mean I guess you can buy it. Oh boy, did you read that story
0: about the failed cock surgeries? Oh boy, don't. I, oh. Don't nobody nobody google that. I just That oh, was going around. Man. There was a story about like how penile penile implants or have like you're fucking you get Cronenberg dick. I mean like I'm just <laughs> saying like if,
1: if by some chance you get like some breast implants and they just end up like rock hard. Like, I mean, I guess you can work with that. It's not ideal, but if you get a penile implant and it doesn't really work out all that great for you, like yeah. it's kind of hard to
0: play. If you look off. in your underwear, it's like a Lovecraft story comes to life.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't even know how to describe it.
1: How do you explain that to somebody?
0: <laughs> but uh yeah, again, the idea is your your. you uh the way that uh the male like uh it it, it kind of reminds me of like uh hollywood starlets that do like those commercials for like anti-aging cream but they mm. all have like plastic surgery right. which is not why they look 20 years younger than they are the similar to that is the uh and also this also exists with them too but yeah like the hollywood people who are like look at my new transformation and behind the scenes is like like you said a chef a personal trainer no day job uh Olympic. often often <laughs> often a studio you will often get fucking paid millions right. to get in shape. That's part of your contract. Like you sign a contract to be in a movie, and the movie's like you gotta look this well. And so here's the best personal trainer right. in the world. Not knock, knock yourself out. And oh no, here's a chef and, and the money to do all of that stuff while you do it. Um <laughs> admits that he has a big dick when did i do that when did i do that oh all of <laughs> what, am the even, toxins, wait, what am i
1: even what am i even commenting
0: on here because this tweet <laughs> did i get blocked by this person what what is what this? are you looking at i can't see is this is this tweet gone is this person private now i can't see like what tweet i'm actually reacting to
1: Oh, which hold on, let, let me look at it. Let me look at it. Uh, I, I, I think I
0: probably
1: know which one. But
0: I gotta look at it. Oh, they're private. The account is private.
1: Oh, that's the one. Um the, the original tweet was um a screenshot of between a a man and a woman where she was like, I thought you were Jewish. She's like, I am. It's like, but you're not circumcised. Oh, it's yeah. like babe, yes, you you've seen my I am definitely circumcised. And she's like but you still have a penis like she was. Yeah, she was confusing yes. circumcision with, with castration. castration. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a very funny tweet,
0: which even now castration doesn't necessarily. That's why in the in the books, they call it gelding like in game of thrones. Right. Cause that literally means chop your dick off. Like that's not chemical Cause we can do chemical castration No,
1: like we're literally like, a, like, no, no,
0: no, we're talking. We're yeah, talking so that's,
1: what, that's, that's what our, our, our lovely lady in that original post thought like that
0: circumcision
1: was castration and that's why she was very confused like i thought you said you were jewish yeah we're talking (laughs) eunuchs like old
0: school eunuchs right not not at the point because at some point eunuch just became kind of like uh like a title at some point they were less like fuck it don't 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 bother with the dick thing
1: right right. even like not necessarily like true eunuchs but like probably like gay men and like yeah. more feminine men because like you know like okay you're a eunuch because
0: varus varus in game of thrones is a eunuch but he's super powerful and that's actually what happened in like the sultanate or whatever mm-hmm. the eunuchs got so powerful that they eunuch themselves out of being eunuchs essentially
1: right and i mean that was kind of the idea especially back then was that like the eunuchs were the only ones that were really allowed to like completely freely roam the castle, especially around the harem, because the idea was like, clearly you're not going to be touching any of the sultan's wives or concubines. And like, you, listen, you, you hang around them women. You hear all that talk. You're going to learn some things. Yeah. Yeah. You're going, you're going to hear all the tea. Uh,
0: we can, now uh, we can do a couple to mention small, two small things before we go. One, uh, James Gunn announced his castings for Superman and Lois Lane. Lex Luthor still pending. It might be Nicholas Holt. Uh, it might be... Uh, who else was considered for it? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, escapes me now. I don't know either of the actors. One of them looks a lot like Henry Cavill and is apparently... Have, has Is like... Superman was, like, his literal, like, number one fantasy thing to ever Aww. do, which I think is good.
1: Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that for actors you, when they get that moment. Like, And, and
0: it sh- it almost always shows. I don't think I've ever seen – I'm trying to think – of a time when someone was like, this is the movie I've always wanted to make, a director or an actor or whatever, and that it, it doesn't – it didn't show, right. right? I don't think so. Like, Deadpool is such a great example where Ryan Reynolds felt – so cheated that he didn't get to do a, a proper Deadpool, and he literally like manifested right. this franchise into existence by so, making a viral thing that caught people's attention, right? And,
1: like literally, so he could just completely lean into being Deadpool. Yeah,
0: and like you don't, and and you don't, you don't get that. It, the same, by the way, applies to like Tom Cruise with the uh, Mission Impossible movies, and also Top Gun Maverick, uh, Vin Diesel with the Fast series, which again was like became a direct to video joke and then from there went on to become one of the biggest franchises after it was effectively dead after Tokyo Drift. Like, again, I don't like those movies very much. But, but, but you to say, it's
1: a pretty crazy story.
0: Yeah, he he did, and he strongly believed in this franchise. Again, money, of course. But, like, he, again, he, so, money, whatever. Right. Like, the, the, there was a lot of money that Tom Cruise stood to gain from Mission Impossible when he made several different moves to try and get it right when it was on kind of shaky ground. And, um, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I think Tom Cruise proved with like Top Gun Maverick that like, he really is somebody who cares about the movies he's in and the art itself and is, is somebody who really is like willing to go to bat for something and be like, No, we need we need to do this good. We need to do good and right I
0: can, for the movies. How can he also be the god king of this fucking weirdo cult? I don't I don't understand it. He is the big he is the biggest fucking enigma to me.
1: It's the one thing not that makes Putin,
0: you, not Trump.
1: It's the one thing that makes you wonder if, like, hey, maybe the Satan thing is real because this dude's pushing sixty and he's still doing stunts. So I don't know. Maybe there's something, yeah. but there's not. There's not.
0: There's Joe there. Biden's on the phone like, ah, I've been, I've been, I, I've have the blood of young virgins circulated into my veins every week in Delaware. How fuck, does he do it? <laughs> He's he has the head of the CIA in there. I Get have... me Tom Cruise's methods. <laughs> it's like the prestige, except uh, <laughs> it's a bloody double. <laughs> That's how there's two Tom Cruise has a, a younger brother. He's actually like Kumail Nanjiani in the Eternals. He always like Tom Cruise is going to like become his own son because he never ages. All of a sudden it's like, oh, it's my son, Tom Cruise Jr. Who's yeah. now going to be in these movies.
1: And it's actually me. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's. I I'm, I'm interested in seeing the new mission impossible movie and I'm not even really like a huge mission impossible fan. Like I, I
0: am. It's, I so, know you are at some point,
1: the man has a mission impossible poster in his bedroom.
0: Well, cause Oh, so I, I mean, but there's a reason there's a good, there's a good story behind it. It's, so it's in his bedroom. So I, yeah, but well, but there's a reason, hold on. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it in a second. Uh, at some point it hit me that I was a huge mission impossible fan deep into already liking I didn't like two, I loved one, and I liked the show the, the modern because there were two shows there was an old 60s show, and then they redid it like in the 90s right. or 80s. That was the one that I prim- primarily watched. I also know Lalo Schifrin, the composer who composed the theme to it from other things that he did that my dad introduced me to. Never mind. Um, uh, when Fallout came out. I was like so into it, fucking amazing movie. Like I really cannot get enough of that movie. And I tweeted about a scene from it that I wasn't exactly sure how they shot, like with a drone or with a whatever. It's the scene where he's running across the roof and he jumps across to another building. And in the take, he breaks his ankle and still keeps going. And I did a whole thread about movie magic that was related to that. And somebody tweeted it at Chris McQuarrie, the director of Fallout. Mm-hmm. And the next morning, I woke up to a long DM from him explaining how they shot it that I proceeded to then print and laminate and put in a frame with the poster of Fallout. And that's the thing that's in my room. The thread is still on Twitter. JD, if you can't find it, uh, any like you, you can find me mentioning at Chris McQuarrie which is like one of the last tweets in that thread. Cause I then like posted the picture of that poster that I made, but it was just so cool. And then he, then after that, he had never tweeted before that, then a, a few days or a week or so after that, suddenly he was answering a lot of fan questions on Twitter. As though that had sparked Aww. his interest in it. Then he stopped. Whenever he's working on a movie, he well, goes fully, fully well, dark. Yeah. He just puts his Twitter aside and he's works.
1: Busy. Yeah. Like a normal person, they like, stop tweeting when yeah. they work.
0: That thread of mine is worth it because I posted a couple of really cool behind the scenes things from movies like uh, The Raid, Redemption, one of the greatest action movies ever made. Highly, highly recommend it. Uh, anyway, uh, so, I mean, yeah, there's oh, a new like, Superman, I guess.
1: And like TLDR, the. the re- the Mission Impossible scene, hmm. not shot via drone.
0: No, no, it was just with uh, with the guide wires that they then the, print, and, like erased, and then they, the good they're
1: old school. way. And there
0: is also one hidden cut in there that you will notice if you watch it enough times, because it is slightly imperfect. Which he literally told me. <laughs> <laughs> which, by the way, is one of the most like to me. That is to me that is someone being authentic and not just being a Hollywood person because here he here's the DM that he sent me. The shot in question is done with a cable cam. It's two shots stitched together only because a cable cam cannot do a full 360 degree turn. If you look carefully, you can see where the stitch is. <laughs> the cable, see that's, to me, somebody, when the first thing they say about their scene is, ah, you can see the seams here and here, that's such a, a, a really like a honest, unvarnished look at someone, because mm-hmm. whenever I create something, I feel exactly the same way, and I'm just nobody. I love that even <laughs> he, and so he writes, the cable runs at a slight angle, intersecting with Tom's trajectory, then allowing, thus allowing him to pass. Fun facts, right? Now there's a whole list of fun <laughs> facts. Tom had to slow himself down because he kept outrunning the camera at its top speed. Tom. I'm talking to Chris about his friend Tom. <laughs> part two was shot five months before part one, uh, meaning the two stitches in this shot. This is part two was the first shot of the foot chase. Tom broke his ankle on the third take. We had to wait until he could run again to film the rest of the foot chase. In all but one shot of the foot chase, Tom is still recovering from a shattered talus bone. As such, we were never fully happy with the stitch. There was only so much we could do to match the radically different light between summer and winter. The last shot we filmed for the chase was the profile shot of shot of Tom emerging from under the bridge. You can see him giving it his all because he knows he never has to run again. (laughs) Now, again, he spends this entire time explaining why the shot is imperfect. He's essentially issuing me an apology. He broke out his ukulele (laughs) to be like, look, I know it's not perfect, but hear me out here. He literally broke his ankle. We had to film the other part months later.
1: (laughs) And you loved the scene to begin with.
0: (laughs) I loved it. And again, like I said, to me, this is so that this made me love him. Like, like, because it to me, that's so it's kind of humble in a way to just and just the idea that his first thing that to a fan that's like in, thinks that is mm-hmm. cool is to address the imperfection in it i i just thought that was super neat and and i like and i i even said to him like i woke up and i got it in my heart like did a fucking somersault and i dm'd him back like oh my god thank you do you mind if I tweet this? Which I like, I right. theoretically was within my rights to just do, but you wouldn't. Want but that. I literally felt, and then I sat on my hands all day, like, fuck, fuck, I shouldn't have asked, I shouldn't <laughs> ask. And then he said, Oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, he was, not, he was totally cool with it, but I literally was like, You know what? I feel this, I think this is so cool that I'm literally gonna wait for his permission to tweet it, and which he gave me to his credit. So, anyway, Chris McQuarrie, awesome dude, uh, and yeah, old,
1: old school director. Yeah, yeah, using the old school methods. Yeah,
0: and he's uh, he made the he made this one too, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm eager, I'm eager. Anyway, on that note, I think we're gonna end this uh, episode.
1: <laughs> Getting back on
0: the yeah, take it away, Colleen.
1: Yes,
0: we're gonna say goodnight. <laughs> Jen will give the plugs, and then we'll go and watch TV. <laughs>
1: All right, so obviously you're here now. You know where to find us on Colin um, Thursday night, seven thirty p.m. Here, all crossed out. If you miss it for some reason, you could always catch it afterwards on your podcast catchers. Our main podcast, "Ambitious Crossover Attempt," drops on Mondays. You can find it on all your podcast catchers. You can find us on Twitter at AMBXover. You can find me on Twitter at @jenmonroe and on Substack at jenmonroe.substack.com.
0: I'm Neon Taster on Twitter and also Neon Tooster and Twitch.tv slash Neon Taster and YouTube.com slash Neon Taster for all of my streams and more cool apology songs. <laughs> <laughs> you had it until the end. I know. what, what, what had I had it. I had it <laughs> I, I'd like to apologize for the last line of that song. I brought my oboe. <laughs> Watch me sing and play the oboe at the same time. Anyway, thank you very much, guys. We'll see you on the pod. Right, good night, Jen.
1: <laughs> good night, no. Good night, everybody.
0: understand that maybe there should be some boundaries there. There were times in the DMs when I would overshare. Details of my life, which is really weird to me. I haven't done that for years, you see, because I changed my behavior and I took accountability. Did you? That's not very interesting, is it? No. So let's go on the toxic gossip train. The is fueled with hateful
1: accusations.